Support for today's episode comes from WeVibe. They're having a masturbation May sale, all right? And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can use the code BOGO2022, that's B-O-G-O-2022, on any two products, all right? Look, you don't have to choose. If you want a couple's vibrator, a rabbit, a new bullet, or even a clitoral vibrator, you can pick your favorite too. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on theboonybreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Cheerio, welcome to episode 214 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. (laughs) I had to do that. It took a lot of effort to do that because I normally only have a British accent when I am drunk, okay? My friends know this. It's hilarious. I don't know why I do it, but I do it. But this is a first for me. This is a great episode. I have my first international guest from across the pond, Cheerio. Um, Scotty, please do not shun me for my terrible British accent. But this week, our guest is Shakira Scott, also known as Scotty Unfamous, and she describes herself as the inappropriately fancy London-based multi-award winning erotic romance author and your new favorite sex and sex influencer. I told her she needed to trademark that because uh, <laughs> sex influencer is such a great term. This is an amazing episode. It is not full of rubbish. Yes, I'm going to do this as much as I'm talking. <laughs> it is a not wonky It is actually quite uh, cheeky. It's an amazing episode. It's smashing, rather. But we talk about um, how Scotty got into this space. We actually get into why black women in particular and heterosexual women need to stop faking their orgasms. Look, the episode was so good that I didn't even get to the listener question that I had wanted to go through with Scotty. But you want to stick around for that conversation. And yes, I think there's one more time I'm doing a British accent in this episode. (laughs) All right, so let's just hop right into pick of the week. My pick of the week this week um, are credit card offers. And not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to tell you to go out and sign up for new credit cards. What I'm saying is, If you already have a card, you have an Amex, you have a uh, Chase card or something, they normally now, most credit cards give you an offer. So I just say, peruse through the offers that they're offering you as a card member to see if something that you were already going to purchase has an offer. For example, I like Cole Haan shoes on my Amex. They were offering $40 off your next purchase of $120 or more. So I'm like, okay, that one pair of shoes now will only cost me 80 bucks, right? I'm not saying going to see what they have and then just buying stuff. Again, if this was something that you were purchasing or you were going to do anyway. Also on my Chase card, they offered me DoorDash Pass for free. Now this might be a gift and a curse. <laughs> Because I do not need to do any more Uber eating, door dashing. But right now, groceries are high too. Food is hot. Like, you just might as well just, like, it, it balances out. So um, I got a year of DoorDash Pass for free because of being a Chase card holder. So again, if these are things that you were already going to purchase, it can't hurt you to save a little extra coin. If you like luxury goods, um, usually Amex will give you, like, sacks or whatever. You know, you just got to go look through the offers and add them to your car. You never know. You can get some cash back on some of them. Some of them might be a free membership. But 
If you have the card, especially cards that have annual fees, you might as well take advantage of these offers to make sure that you're kind of getting your money's worth out of the card. All right. So that is my pick of the week. Go look at your credit card offers, but please do not sign up for any additional credit cards if you do not need it. If you're already in debt, we're not encouraging that here, but try to make the credit card work for you. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. We're here with housekeeping. Uh, We need to get into episode, the feedback from episode 213, uh, 1-800-PHONE-SEX with Mistress Gina. There was a lot of discussion about this one, guys. Uh, I think so many of you were also kind of skeptical still. I feel like this was one of my uh, more detailed conversations, how-to conversation um, with a sex worker and how you can make money. Um, she also offers her own coaching skills, but I did get this note. Booney, I enjoyed this conversation because you provided a different perspective. I appreciated the conversation and the questions about what are her plans moving forward? Was she planning to do this forever or parlaying this money into something else? It was nice to see that she's a woman with a plan. I also appreciated the conversation about her being a mother. Sometimes I think people have these preconceived notions of what a sex worker is. So kudos to you and Mistress Gina for breaking the stereotype, but for real, I might need to get in on this because this is making money. (laughs) So thank you so much for your feedback. Again, if you have not checked out uh, episode 213, 1-800-PHONE-SEX with Mistress Gina, I encourage you to do so because she talks about a lot of sex work careers that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And for some people, I know um, staying anonymous is key. And so check it out. There are so many ways out here to make money money. Also guys, second point in housekeeping. Um I'm doing a live show in New York and I'm excited about it. And what's even more exciting is that I've sold tickets to it. And you're probably sitting here listening like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know New York tickets went on sale." That's because they went on sale to Patreon gang first. So Patreon gang, you have until May 29th to get access to discounted Boonie Live New York tickets. Uh tickets will go on sale for everyone for Boonie Live New York on May 30th, again, the date for Boonie Live New York is August 13th, August 13th. Um, it's more of a matinee show there, but we I actually have a cap there. I cannot add any additional tickets. So once those tickets are gone, they are gone. But I'm just so excited because people have told tickets. So if no one else buys a ticket, I at least have eight people. <laughs> but no, I can't wait to see everybody up in New York. Um, that's going to be a good one. Again, tickets are open right now for Booney Live Baltimore. That is Saturday, July 23rd. You can head on over to thebooneybreakdown.com backslash live to get those tickets. Also, did you guys know that you can leave a five-star review on Spotify now? So if you listen over on the Spotify app, you can leave us a five-star um, review over there as well. It's so easy. All you do is just have to search, go to the Boonie Breakdown page on Spotify. Um, I think right now we only have like 12 ratings. So if you guys would like to bump us up over there some more with some five-star ratings, that would be good. If you just go to that page, you search it out at the top, you'll see right now it says 4.9 stars. So if you can give me some more five stars, that would be awesome. If you listen over on Spotify, if you don't listen on Spotify, go ahead over there (laughs) and drop five stars. You can be sure. Um, 
I appreciate every five star. And if it's your first time listening, wait a minute, before we do this, there is some UK ratcheteers. The UK, okay, I see the downloads and I see the listens over there. So I'm excited to have a guest from across the pond and hopefully all of my UK folks who already listen you share this episode and you send it to a friend and you tell them they can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Booney Breakdown they can follow us on Twitter at Booney Breakdown they can follow us on TikTok at the Booney Breakdown right if you just put in Booney Breakdown in any social media platform <laughs> you will find us all right so that is it for me so let's get ready to break it down Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and I'm excited for this week's guest. I think this is my first international guest. I think so. <laughs> um, so let's welcome Scotty Unfamous to the Booney Breakdown. Welcome. Hi, hi, hi. Hi guys, how are you all doing? I hope you're all well. I think you could tell by her accent where she's from, and I joke, <laughs> I joke it was a meme going around a couple weeks ago, like you're, you really are friends with someone if they've ever heard your drunk British accent. So my (laughs) friends know that somehow when I get drunk, I become a British woman. I don't know why. Can I hear it, it, please? Oh, that's putting me on the spot. Okay. Well, you're going to put me on the spot. So, you know, I don't even know how I do it. I just do it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do it at one point before we finish though. Okay, I'm gonna okay. promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm crossing my fingers. I promise. So first, I always ask people, how did you find yourself in this space of educating about sexual pleasure and all of the great topics that you do videos on? Like, how did you get to that space? Okay, so it's like a bit of a mishmash of stories. So I started off in YouTube in like 2010. I think it was on like maybe 21 by then. Yeah, I know I'm old. No. Anyway, I'm um, older yeah. than you, okay? <laughs> well, you look great, darling. You look great. Thank you Fabulous. so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to like have a YouTube channel where we just like spoke about like relationships and topical stuff. And then um I was always like into fan fiction, like I loved writing it. Um that my main thing was like B2K fan fiction. <laughs> I don't know. I was the worst. I was like writing sex scenes with me and Amarian. Um <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then I remember releasing it on Facebook and then it really like took off because I wanted to, like, I love reading erotica. Like I'd always read like Zane and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Zane for sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> them ones. So, but then it's like, people always kind of had this thing about erotica where it was kind of like, oh, like it's really like sordid and dirty. And I was like, no, like I can write like nastiness, but like in a cute way. So I did that and then that really took off um, like big time. Um, and I ended up publishing the book and then I thought, oh, like, this was sort of my gateway into teaching the black community and speaking about sex, mm-hmm. um, but without it being too, you know, in their face and all that. So then when the sex positivity movement kind of kicked off, I think like 2017, I was like, oh, I already talk about nastiness. People tell me all their <laughs> business, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start reviewing sex toys and stuff. So I did that. And then... I guess from there, it just kind of kept rolling. And I was like, okay, well, I know all this stuff about sex. I'd always been interested in sex. Like when I was younger, 
and not supposed to be knowing stuff about sex. Like, you know, you like sneak little porn movies. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or like I go into the bookshops and then I'd be like secretly like reading like the Karma Sutra and stuff like that. Like I wanted to learn all these things. I was still a virgin, but I just wanted to know. Um, and yeah, I guess that's kind of How led me. There. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just feel I don't think children and teens today know how easy they have it with the Internet. Oh, my like, God. Like trying to sneak and look at porn or like you had this curiosity about stuff. I remember being there and I think I think I got in trouble. I think my mom like found something. I'm sure um, my mom <laughs> was also kind of like younger. So it was really hard to like sneak around her because she was just yeah. so hip into it. <laughs> It's just really hard to go around her, but kids today have it so easy. Like they carry these iPhones in their pockets and mm-hmm. their sex Holy everywhere, hand. everywhere on the Instagram, everywhere. Um, you call yourself a sex fluencer. Do you own that trademark? No, I should though, shouldn't I? You should. You really I should. should. <laughs> you should. But yeah, um, I just kind of mashed the words up because it's like, because that's essentially what I do. Like as much as there is like the educational part and stuff, um. I'm an influencer that just happens to talk about sex and, you know, likes to encourage people to, as I say, live their best whole life, you know, do things that they maybe feel like they shouldn't do. But I'm just like, yes, go for it. Slap yourself out. Yes. <laughs> I'm all for it. I feel like I'm with here with the podcast. Our whole tagline is the ratchet in me honors the ratchet in you. Homaste. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I am on a personal crusade to get black women to own and take ownership of their own sexual pleasure. And when I don't, I think I saw um, Instagram, like fed me one of your videos and I was like, yeah. And then I went and I just (laughs) like went down the whole rabbit hole and I was like, Oh, I'm sending an email right now. (laughs) Follow, send an email. Um, And so I really want black heterosexual women to really stop faking orgasms. Um, When you read about the pleasure gap, it is astonishing to see it. It's fucking ridiculous. We deserve so much better. (laughs) We deserve so much better. And so I love having guests who, you know, support that mantra and doing the same work. So I'm honest about it. You faked an orgasm, right? Of course, we all yes. did. <laughs> and what was what was your point when you said this is bullshit? I'm stopping. When I realized that, because I used to kind of like fake it. I don't know. You know, you see stuff in porn, and you're just like, oh, this is how sex is supposed to be. So it's kind of like once I started learning more about it, and then it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm here pretending that I'm having the time of my fucking life, and mm-hmm. I'm not coming, but you are. Mm, no, like I want better for me, like. <laughs> Totally you know what I mean? Agree. Like, whatever it is that you're feeling when, like, you know, my pum pum's like quinting on you and all that. Like, I want some of that too. Like, give because I can make myself come. Why can't you do it? Like, you need to put it up. And I think as well, like, the older that you get as well, and like, the more informed you get, it's like, I guess when you're younger, you can kind of like allow it when guys are a bit shit in bed because we're both young we don't know anything. yeah but no, listen when we're hitting like mid-20s and stuff and you're still not taking time to like you don't know where my clip is first of all that's let's the start there problem. let's that's start, start there. there like it can't be a little, oh you're gonna like suck my tits and like uh, push your fingers in my fanny and oh let me put my dick in you no no i'm not warmed up okay you wouldn't go down a slip and slide with no fucking water on it 
because it would burn your ass. Like, <laughs> so it was kind of like, no, I want to make sure that when I am, you know, sharing my body with you, that we are both enjoying ourselves. Like, yes, it's going to be extra work for you, but do you know what? That's how sex works. That's okay, it's not about works. you. It's about us. Yeah, I think that's the part. I, I remember that one moment where I, I realized I was faking it. Um, and it was with a person in particular. They had incredible stamina. Mm. But for them, it was like they could not finish if we weren't finishing together as I'm doing air quotes. And oh, so yeah, I'm yeah. literally like, it's just, it's you know, it's no stroke. It's, n- it's nothing here. And that's when I started faking it for it to end. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I I just, yeah, I just want this to end. So let me do a performance and we'll end this. And yes. <laughs> and then that's how I felt too. It was kind of like, this is shitty. Like I just sat here, you know, and this is all for you. I'm walking away and I'm still going to have to go and finish myself off. Yeah. So that was my first time. Like, I remember the moment where I was just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this and, is, I, I'm glad that you can remember a specific moment because I don't think I just remember a specific moment. I think I just remember just making the decision. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you were saying. Um, that- yeah, I just, I mean, I think it was a similar thing. It's just like, wow, he's rolling over and falling asleep. And I'm just like awake, alert. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and pissed now. And now I'm pissed, right? And so. I do remember because I remember with this the, the person. That's why I think I can remember the moment. But I think as we both said, you know, we wanted it to end. You know, we were indoctrinated by things we saw, and this is how sex should be. Mm. What is some language that you could tell people or for women who are still faking it, ugh, but <laughs> they're only they're trying to protect their partner's ego, and they haven't found the words yet to express what's happening. First of all, fuck the feelings. Sorry. Because <laughs> I get, no, listen, yeah, big man thing. If you were having sex with your partner and every time he wasn't coming, I'm sure to fucking God he would let you know. He'd be talking about how your pussy is shit and all of this rubbish. Bloody in hell. Slandering <laughs> your name. Okay. <laughs> so you're then like, oh no, he's going to get up. Let him be upset. If him being upset is going to give you an orgasm, bitch, advocate for yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, I do know that it, <laughs> it is like a bit, it can be a bit intimidating sometimes to speak to some, um, you know, cishet men about mm-hmm. their bedroom skills because, you know, everyone fakes it with them. <laughs> so, like, no, no, I'm great, I'm great. Like, mm. And it's when you literally a trail of women who have faked it their entire lying, sexual career, right? <laughs> yeah, their entire sexual career is lies. <laughs> so then it's like when you kind of pull them up, it's like they feel less than and instead of actually listening, a lot of them will kind of go into like attack mode or like defense mode, like, oh no, it's you, there's something because like a lot of women will be like they feel like something's wrong with them. So I think that the best way to kind of get your partner together if they do have ego issues mm-hmm. is through compliments because here's the thing men don't get complimented that much so when they do like they think like, it's like the best thing so, <laughs> so, um a trick that I often like teaching like my workshops and stuff is to say to them like compliment them on the things that they've done right 
you know, after mm-hmm. sex, have a conversation. Be like, oh my God, I really loved it when you did this, you know, like it was feeling that, uh, like, can we do more of that? That was brilliant. All they're hearing is, I'm great. I'm great. When I do this, I'm great. So they're going to do more of that. Um, and then also, if you want to like slide some things in, like, oh, maybe next time we can try this or we can try that. Like, I know it's, it's kind of like babying them, but if you want to like avoid the argument and the noise or whatever, that's one way to go about it. Me, I'm very direct. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's very good to be direct as well. Because the thing is, you're not doing it to be hurtful. And I think this is what you also have to remember. And even when it's, um, you know, communicating with your partner, say, like, I'm not saying this to be offensive or anything. Um, I just want us to have the best experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, in order for me to, you know, get to where I need to get to, I love it when this happens. And you can even incorporate that kind of like as dirty talk. Like, you know, if you know that you've got a dick appointment, they're on the way. Be like, oh, I can't wait for you to like come here and like take off my panties and slowly. Do you get what I mean? Like do a little bit. Of That's a really good tip right there. Right? I you, like have that to, one. you have to trick them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like leaving breadcrumbs to the pussy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need this. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think that is a really great tip, that one. But yeah, and I think as well, um, just like aside from dealing with partners as well, you also have to have a conversation with yourself because a lot of people do have problems, you know, just even talking about sex in general. And you mm-hmm. to understand that like, you're big people. And at the end of the day, you speaking about the act is not as like, quote unquote, bad or as you know sinister as you doing the act. Yeah. You get what I mean? And it's good to have conversations with your partner prior to sex as well. So you can see where your boundaries are, you know, your likes, your dislikes. So that way, when you get into it, it's like there's no surprises. They're not randomly just shoving their finger in your butt and you don't like that, but you've never said anything. And now it's awkward because I have to be like, stop doing that. Please. You get what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Communication is key. And all like people that work in the sexuality fields are always telling you a lot. And you're like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Listen. If somebody came to rob you, no, that's not a good example. That's not good example. Like, think of other things in life. Like, when you go, if you go to a restaurant, you put it, you place your order, you tell them what you want, mm-hmm. and then they bring you the food that you want. And if it's not up to standards, be like, actually, I'm really not enjoying this. Can you take this back? Or it's too spicy. You are there willing to give other people instructions. So when you're dealing with you, the intimate aspects of your life and your partner and your body, why would you not treat it the same? That part. Why would you not? It's it is astounding how much. Um, and I think this ties into the next topic I wanted to discuss. I think it also ties into how much women are. Some women are uncomfortable with their own bodies as well. Some yes. women don't know the things that even turn them on. What is arousing to them? What makes them come? Some yeah. women don't masturbate. Have never masturbated. And Baby, so. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I think I'm not sure in the UK, but in the States, it may is national masturbation month. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're having that too. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Perfect. And so <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it, it, it blows my mind that self-pleasure is still taboo, right? Like touching your own body and giving yourself pleasure. Like how is that taboo? So yeah, it's just always astounding when I get messages at least once a week mm-hmm. where it's black women telling me, and I'll say, excuse a bit older where they've never masturbated. They're scared mm-hmm. to t- try a sex toy. Oh, no. And I'm like, 
I'm not interested. Here's a coupon code. <laughs> here's some ones to try. <laughs> like, here's one that's not scary. And so for those women who are listening and want to try masturbation, or they're like, oh, it's not for me. What are tips you would give them? First of all, it's your body. And the same way that you will kind of take care, if I don't know, of like period cramps, or if you hurt your leg and you need to go to the dentist, you need to go to the doctor for something, you take care of your body in other ways. And I think a lot of the time, sexual health, because of the shame and stigma surrounding it, a lot of people think that, oh, like it's not important. And it's not, this is not, to, if you don't have the urge to, masturbate because some people are asexual mm-hmm. you no know, mm-hmm. that's fine but if it's a thing where you do want to improve your sex life I think a lot of the time it's about asking yourself questions why don't you want to touch yourself mm-hmm. um you know um where did you learn that it was bad to do so a lot of us are taught from I guess through like cultural stuff our parents our friends around us um religion often comes into it as well that you know it's a sin and but the thing is we are so willing to give over our body to somebody else who doesn't know what the fuck to do with it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna repeat that i'm gonna try with the british accent who doesn't no i can't do it no one no go on go on who doesn't i like i liked how you said fuck he said, doesn't know what to fuck to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, because if you kind of like think about it, right? The sexuality or like the our sexual pleasure is always attached to somebody else. Mm. And it's always kind of this kind of dutiful thing that like, oh, I fucked my man. And then okay. But when was the last time you fucked yourself, babe? When's the last time you fought? Because more time, like, as much as I enjoy, I love partnered sex. I'm all about it. Me too. But, like, sometimes when you be giving yourself orgasms, they're even better. They're even better. And when you incorporate a sex, oh, bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am with you 100%. I am somebody because I've been vocal about, I don't like, let me say this. I prefer vibrators over dildos. Because... Yep. I love partnered sex so much. I just rather have a dick. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Literally same. same. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that dildos are, you know, trash. I just would rather have a dick in me. So give me a vibrator. That's something a man cannot do. So yeah. for me, or I can't do that to myself. So exactly. that's why I enjoy a vibrator over a dildo. And um, I feel like for a lot of people who are, you know, sex toys are new. Mm. Vibrators are... Um, I guess they're less intimidating than an eight inch plastic dildo, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vibrators are so cute and small. Some of them, depending on which type you get, <laughs> you know, they come in pretty colors. <laughs> yes. I think as well, like when you're getting into vibrators, I mean, like if you like go into like my page and stuff, like I have like guides on like the best toys to use. If you're a beginner, like I most of us will always like kind of recommend everyone to start with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much they sell them for over there, but like over here, you can get a one for like a tenner and it's a tiny little thing. And it's obviously just shaped like a bullet mm-hmm. and you just put it on your clitoris and it's got sim- one simple, easy button at the bottom and you just click it and you just hold it there and you move it around and it will make you come. <laughs> um, you know, or like something that I prefer to, 
what's the word? Recommend to people wands because I just think wands are better than bullets in general, and they are still kind of beginner friendly. I and agree. You can get little mini wands. You can get big ones you can get and, attachments to the wands <laughs> yeah there are so many things you could do with a one like, i think it's important for you to have that connection with yourself um one like mainly for you as well so you do know what you like so then also when you know what you like you're able to take that information and you can bring it to your partners and be like yeah this is what i like because a lot of the time we go into sexual partnerships and we expect that our partner's just going to know what to do with our body. Babe, everybody's body is different. We all, like, if you think about your vulva, your pussoir, as I like to call it, it's <laughs> like, it's basically like your own, like, sexual fingerprint. Nobody else has your coochie. Nobody. And, and nobody else has your body as well. So, like, different erogenous zones are going to turn you on. Um, So maybe, like, if you want to get to know your body in, like, a deeper way, like, aside from just, you know, your pussoir. Try, like, getting some body oil and just massaging yourself. Even when you're, like, lotioning yourself in the morning before you go to work or whatever, feel what feels good to you. When you're touching your, your vulva, you don't have to, you know, necessarily go in and start, like, jabbing your fingers up mm-hmm. there if you don't want to. Touch your labia. Like, just explore what feels good to you. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And also look, look at your fanny as well. Because enough women don't look at their fanny. You should know what your fanny looks like. It's yours. Yeah, take a little handheld mirror. Yeah, just open up and just, oh, there you are. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's very important to get to know your body for your own um, sexual health, sexual wellness. And also, like, it's great if you have, like, headaches and shit. Or, like, even on your period when you have cramps. Orgasms, get rid of them. Like... It's really useful. It gives you loads of like serotonin, like the un- endorphins, the, dof- the dopamine, and all that. It's just going. You know, and if you if you're stressed, it's great. Wonderful. It's a joy. It's so great. <laughs> if you're in a mood and you don't want to be bothered by someone else and you just need a, a release, it's great. Sometimes for me, I just need to go to sleep, and I'm I have no yes. problems <laughs> falling asleep. But sometimes I need to go to sleep instantly. So I'm like, all right, let me uh, rub one out real quick. Right. (laughs) Roll over and I'm lights out. So there's so many benefits to masturbation. (laughs) And I think as well, just the more you know yourself, the more your sexual confidence will grow. Um, And it shouldn't be a thing that you're ashamed of because it's your body and this is how your body works your body's meant to do these things the clitoris has like what over like eight thousand nerve endings endings, it's literally just designed for pleasure so enjoy it bitch you don't want to because i think as well like you know you said you have like a lot of like older women that will message you and stuff i have older women that message me as well and it's kind of like some of them, they get to a point and they're like, you know, I've been married for this long or I've been in a relationship this long or now I'm single and I've never had an orgasm. And part of the mm. reason is because of that is because of the shame that they've taken on from other people or, um, you know, these these weird feelings that they have around or this aversion to their own body, to their own pleasure and everything just being about pleasing somebody else. The sooner you start to give yourself pleasure, mm-hmm. <laughs> the better, because then it just it just bleeds out into other aspects of your life. It does. Especially the sex. It does. And I think you hit on something there about the shame. We I did an episode a while back 
but Mm -hmm. it was titled ending generational sex shame Mm -hmm. and how black women in particular, our views and thoughts on sex and pleasure are shaped by older generations. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you like, I know for me, a thing it was, I couldn't wear red nail polish or or red lipstick because you were a whore. Right. Yeah. Like that was, (laughs) that's what whores did. Whores wore red lipstick and red nail polish. And it's like little stuff like that. Oh, you have to cover up and, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you don't realize how that ingrains into your brain and shapes your thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I get those messages too, where it's someone's 50, they've been married 25 years and, can honestly with a straight face say that their husband has never sexually satisfied them. It's like, man, that's it's sad. It, it is. is so sad. And, and my heart breaks for them. They feel a bit trapped or then you mm-hmm. see, um, I get messages too from women saying both now they're cheating. Right. And so <laughs> it's just, you know, all, all of this could have been um, avoided. avoided if it was just a different conversation around pleasure especially for black women and women just taking ownership of their bodies and and the space they take up and what feels good to them. I'll also say for me, I was recently in a situation because you do get in routines, right? Like, especially if you're still with the same partner doing sex, I was like, all right, well, I know he likes this and he knows I like this. Mm. And so I was in one of those situations recently and doing something that has always worked. And I'm like, I was trying so hard, like to, but it, it wasn't. And so I took that as a challenge, like, Oh, your body changes. Mm -hmm. So that felt good to, that used to be the trick that used to be the finishing move, but now that doesn't work anymore. Right. It still felt good, but I wasn't, wasn't getting to an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So I took that as a moment, like, okay, when I get a moment to have, like, sometimes I'll just like, like you said, I'll get a shower, I'll oil up or rub my mango butter on and put on a silk robe. And it's just me That's time. <laughs> yeah, like it's just me time, right? Which toy yeah. am I going to play with? Or maybe I'm doing two toys, right? I don't know. So <laughs> I was like, I need, to, myself. <laughs> yeah, like, I need to have one of those sessions again, because clearly some things are changing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just because it worked one time will always work. No, your body changes. Yeah. And I think like just touching back on to what we were saying, like specifically about black women and, you know, like generational stuff that's mm-hmm. ingrained in us. Um, I remember I was doing, especially around 2020 when the whole Black Lives Matter movement was going on. <sighs> but yeah, um, I started like doing more like research into black sexuality and just found out like so much of the stuff that we find wrong with our bodies is was like brought through from slavery um obviously like when they came over to West Africa you know the attire was different it's hot over there Mm -hmm. you know titties was just out and they weren't like sexualized it was just there they used to have like priestesses that would like perform I guess like sexual stuff but it was was for like healing and energy like sex was something that we viewed as very sacred and then when you had you know people from the West and the Middle East come over um you know they had a very different sense of what being quote-unquote civilized was so it was like oh now you need to be modest and you know then they've given us their their versions of religion as well and you know that preaches modesty and being more godly and all this kind of stuff and more of the 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 way that the 
I guess the family is set up that the man runs everything. It's not equal, like men are superior. Um, then, you know, you get, obviously now the transatlantic slave trade is going on. You're now a slave and stuff. And, you know, a lot of us got raped. Mm-hmm. A lot of us got raped. And then it was kind of, oh, but, you know, those Africans, you know, they're wild for it. They love sex. Like, you know, black women were fetishized because you know, they're whores and they, they're just gagging for it all the time. So I think it was even up until like, was it like the 50s or the 60s? I think I think in like Southern, Southern America, like a lot of the time when black women were raped or whatever, it wasn't even... I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't an issue because, like, oh, but they love it, you know. Yep. Then you had like the black exploitation movies of like the 60s and 70s and stuff coming out. And it's like, you know, the whole like pimps and whores and kind of thing. And, you know, you had this, the archetype of the Jezebel, you know, this mm-hmm. sexualized black woman, you know, like, well, he was like Pam Greer and yep, all the Foxy Brown, them kind of vibes. Um, and then even if you look at the way that lighter skinned women are treated in the community as well, like Mm -hmm. a lot of them, when children um, like biracial girls Mm -hmm. were made, they were immediately like sold off into prostitution. You get what I mean? It was like, Oh, because they're like closest to white is this desirability. Even the way that black bodies are treated. um, A great example is like Sarah Bartman. Bartman, Yeah. yeah, Like how she was in South Africa and like, she had like a huge butt and, you know, they would take her and like parade her around. Like she was like a circus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they would like touch her body. I think if up until it wasn't even, I'm sure it was under 10 years ago still. They, they used just, to have her body like. They just did like in, a funeral and like took her back home. Yeah, yeah. They only recently actually got to bury them because they had her on display like an animal. And so all of these kind of things. And, and even when like sexuality was spoken about is like by like. W.E.B. Um, Dubois and stuff like it was, it was only the scholars who got to speak about sex and it had to be in this really like intellectual way um, and because of all of these things we never were given I guess the the validation to explore sex properly because listen like no black shape if you speak to some white women about sex they've been oh yeah in college i was sucking 10 dicks yep. at once it was great <laughs> it was I, I i will i think i've shared this story before i went to a predominantly white middle and high school hmm. and it was seventh grade where i learned what a blowjob was and because i didn't know i remember hmm. coming home and like asking my mom thankfully i have my mom is again like i said she's skewed younger but Mm. she's very progressive she did not hide things from me and so Mm. I remember her telling me what it was and so in my seventh grade mind I'm like ew that's disgusting you know (laughs) and (laughs) like literally over here like you didn't for yeah but it was just like it was like oh I'm sluts do that yuck but it was just like even at that young age, the ability of their sexual freedom is way different, right? I'm still being taught. I can't even, yeah, I can't even paint my nails or you use a tampon, you're a whore and they're all in a second dick, you know? (laughs) So So it's just like all that stuff, it just really kind of, it, it fucks with us. And because as well, I think, I mean, over in America, I think you don't have a larger, um, black, sex positive scene than we do mm-hmm. in the UK. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is still pretty small. Like, <laughs> so, oh God, what was the fucking point I was going to make? Yeah. Just the whole, just 
us even being able to have conversations about sex and having safe spaces is why like you even having this podcast Mm -hmm. is fucking brilliant because so many of us need it we do because we don't get to talk about it it's like even sometimes like you think oh like you can talk to your friends but then you have friends with the same kind of shut off mindset and like nobody there is really talking about because oh like you know that's not ladylike we have this obsession with respectability politics in the black community and a lot of the time it shuts us off from learning so much more about our sex and learning that sex isn't a bad thing it's fucking nature and everybody has sex everything has sex everything everyone thinks about it (laughs) because everyone wants to go on like they don't um yeah oh no that's not for me and that you know everyone's very because i always say to when i'm like having conversation about the black sex community it's like black people are quite conservative regardless of the music or the dancing whatever down very conservative very, very fucking conservative you know and it's like but you don't, don't understand that behind closed doors every listen everybody's doing madness if you even if you think <laughs> that you know, the most upstanding tight-knitted closed button lady on your street who you know like she bakes cookies uh, listen she is probably getting pissed on you don't know <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to work in this um before I started doing this stuff properly. I used to work at this TV station. It was like a dating line. So they, okay. I, I was like a text jockey. I'd make sure that the rooms were cool. I'd also like man the phone lines because I'd be like a content moderator. And they'd have to put messages through and I'd have to approve them before I could put them onto the main platforms. The things that people like to do, you have really? no idea. You have no listen. Do you know what surprised me the most? What? The amount of men who like to cross-dress. Men really like wearing women's clothes. Like, an abundance. <laughs> like, half the messages. Interesting. We're about men. Like, we'd even got to the point where, like, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I really love your lipstick. They're like, oh, yeah, it's Mac Ruby Woo. And, like, they're telling me where they get their stockings from. Like, I've got these from Ann Summers. And, listen, men love to cross-dress. That and is I love that. eye-opening. <laughs> Listen, people are into weird things. There was a guy who used to come on and say that he liked to fuck sheepskin coats. Um, really weird. There was a woman <laughs> who would, what was she even talk? She'd like do her little sexy voice and like talk about her boobs, her areolas and things. Like, My point is, as much as you may think that everyone is so upstanding and, you know, especially if they're very conservative presenting, that, you know, they're like the most innocent Listen, it's the most tightly wound people who are the filthiest. Yeah. But it's just behind closed doors. And the thing is, we shame people for these things, but it's because no one is, no one really wants to have these conversations openly. And if we did, there wouldn't be so much of this shit around, especially in the black community. Because listen, there are black kink parties everywhere. If you want to get into them. Look, I've been talking about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about that this season about (laughs) the growing play party scene here and black kinkster movement here. Um, Because for me, that is eye opening. Right. And so it's funny. I love talking like I had a woman on this season. um, Her name's Sahar Taylor, but she's Mm -hmm. pushing the non-monogamy movement. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about her sexual discovery. And she started at like 42 and having gang bangs and all of this stuff. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, wow, that's like, she's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> openly talking about it. And it, it was just amazing to hear her story. But 
I'm following her now, you know, on Instagram and I'm seeing like, she's in, I think Houston this weekend or last weekend at, it was like black and kinky. It was like some sex conference there. So it's definitely like, as you say, it's, it's moving more mainstream here. I still think it is a small community, but you seeing it more and more where it's like, yeah, your neighbor is probably into some wild shit. And I think, yeah. And I think people are realizing Mm, maybe I'm not as freaky as I thought. Maybe I am very vanilla, right? <laughs> you no, know, people be like, oh my God, that boys be like, I, I ain't pussy. I'm so freaky. No, you're not. No. <laughs> Let me stick this up your butt yeah. and then we'll see. <laughs> and the answer is like probably, pegs. <laughs> right? They're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up, we are at the part with the breakdown. So I'm going to say one word. Okay. And you can say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a sound, a phrase, whatever. Just whatever comes to mind. My God. All right. My mind is terrible for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First one. Black women. Sexy. Goddesses. Yes. Not those two words, but. That works. Yes. Orgasms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More, please. Anal play. Ouch. masturbation yes do more sorry yes the words yes yes that's my word (laughs) vibrators buy them (laughs) this is funny because i read this on your website the snooze button (laughs) three times I'm like, we're kindred spirits. I have all of my alarms. It's like 710, 720. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. Sex positive. More. That's my word. More. We need more of that. We do. We do. So before we wrap up and you tell everyone where they can find you, I know you're also an author. So, um, yeah. So can you share a little bit about some of your works and tell people where they can find you on the internet, social media and where they can purchase. Okay. So um, my website is shakirascott.com. That's where literally everything that I do is normally posted on there. You can find me across all of your favorite platforms, such as Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Now trying to be done with kids. They love it. (laughs) (laughs) At Scotty Unfamous. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-U-N famous um yeah about my books my books are also available on my website it's in the literature section yeah um yeah i've got some stories on there that you can read for free and i've got some that you can purchase as well um such as my debut novel unfamous and yeah um i think that's it you can i think follow me on instagram mostly because i think i post on there the most we have a lot of fun we have discussions the girls get into it they tell me things (laughs) We love community and discussions here. So yes, be sure to follow. I will link all of that in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. So Scotty, thank you so much for being my first international guest. Thank you for having me. I feel so privileged. I um I should have practiced my British accent more before. We... It's okay. You said fuck really well. I know. I'm going to say it like that from now on. What the fuck? It's fuck. <laughs> I love it. It sounds so dignified. (laughs) So again, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Bye. Oh, bloody hell. We've come to the end of this week's episode. I want to thank our guest, Scotty Unfamous, <laughs> for putting up with me and my fixation on the British accent. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening. I hope that you guys also support and follow Scotty on social media platforms. Also, be sure to support our sponsor, We Vibe. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can use the code BOGO2022. That's B-O-G-O-2022. For buy one, get one 50% off. The link is in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Homaste. Until next time. Homaste.